0: can't hear me now you can okay (laughs) hi everybody tonight we are talking about it's okay i just do it again thank you can you guys hear me now you probably can neuroleptic malignant syndrome is our subject tonight and i was just saying that neuroleptic malignant syndrome is very important because if you're studying in the v2 this is part of our psychiatric overview so sometimes when I go live, I'm doing things from quick facts. Other times I'm doing things from V2, but the idea is that we still are able to process this. We're working through this together. So neuroleptic malignant syndrome is part of psychiatric overview. Yes, very important. So we're going to talk about that tonight. I'm glad that you're here. We're breaking up the week. We're breaking it up and we are being consistent. Christmas is next week. We got a lot to do for that, but I do know, I do know that it is uh, very important for us to maintain our goal of passing NCLEX. So, again, if you're in V2 and you are working through these lectures, you will find um, the psychiatric overview is towards the bottom here. And remember, when we talk about neuroleptic malignant syndrome very important for you to understand how the medications play into this condition. Shout out to, (laughs) shout out to all the nurses who are passing NCLEX. Pass my NCLEX using Remar Nursing V2. Now I need to know how to become a wound care certified nurse. You're on your way there. I bet you are on your way. And that's the thing, NCLEX is amazing once we pass it, but don't you know that there are other goals and bigger things after NCLEX there is life after NCLEX which is why first shift is so important y'all know this is my gift to you guys for this season including the seven days of NCLEX seven days of NCLEX is actually starting next week the major question for this is do you have your seven days of NCLEX book ready your workbook ready we will be going over our patients for the seven days of NCLEX. This is a seven day NCLEX review if you are not familiar. We do this during the time period of December 26th to January 1st. So it's literally um, the last and final opportunity for some of you to get back on track. And we go into the new year with a mentality and a mindset to pass our exam. Now. I get this question about failing the NCLEX a lot. Um, The times for seven days, the NCLEX are actually in the workbook. So if you sign up, let me show you how to sign up. For those of you who have not, go to RemarNurse.com forward slash seven days. I thought it was on here. Um, We're doing a promotional 70% off. This is a gift for you all. If you don't have V2, this is the time to get it to put it into your studying plan, to be the 2024 system, okay? The 2024 system is right here. Sign up for seven days of NCLEX, remarnurse.com forward slash seven days. I got an email from a nursing student who said, I took the NCLEX two times before. I got like 120, then I got 90, now I got 85. What does that mean? Why do I keep getting these different numbers? And so I just wanted to address everybody. And I wanted us to remember, I don't care what everybody else is telling you about your NCLEX test and focus on your weak areas and just study those or just do questions. I'm telling you that every time you take NCLEX, you're going to get a new test. You're going to get a totally different experience. Even though you're going to the same place, Even though it looks familiar to you, you are not getting the same type of questions. All right. So it's like going to a restaurant. Yes, you could go to McDonald's every time, but you can get something different off the menu. So you can't just go to McDonald's looking for hamburgers because they also have pancakes, they have oatmeal, they have, you know, a kid's meal. And it's the same thing for NCLEX. When you are, Preparing to take the test after you have failed, you cannot just isolate one subject or one weak area. You need to be prepared for a general exam. So you have to start all over again, okay? You have to start from the very beginning. This is a mentality shift somebody needs to hear. That's why I say, you failed NCLEX, get in the V2. You're going to start over. This is the program. You're going to start over. Many of you do not have this program, okay? And I say you're going to start from pregnancy to newborns, diets, all of the major test plan areas you have to be familiar with. During the seven days of NCLEX, I'm going to talk a little bit about how you change your mentality, how you approach this exam, the things you knew, the things you need in order to be successful. All right, it's not just one solution. It's a seven day NCLEX review. So I need seven days to tell you all about how you're going to pass the test. So sign up, get you into the V2. That's probably going to be step one. Yep, the V2 will be on sale. If you have the trial, you can upgrade right now. We started the sale right now. So it's there for you. Shout out to Nurse Colette. She says, thank you, Remar. I'm a repeat test taker. There you go. That's my audience right there. I pass my NCLEX RN using the V2 and quick facts. Now I am a REMAR registered nurse. Well, there it is. That is what you want to see every night. This is Winning Wednesday for sure. And I love these testimonials. They're so good. They're so good, okay? Um, also really quickly for the seven days of NCLEX, one of the things that we're doing is we're giving you the quick, um, the quick sale, (laughs) the first shift, first shift book for 10 cents. Anybody that buys V2, you're going to get this book for literally a dime, a dime, a dime, a dime. So this is also an amazing holiday gift to you guys. First shift, teach you how to be a great nurse. This is me at the nurse's station, new nurse talking to a doctor. And I tell the story in the book, you guys, it was rough in the beginning, but I learned a lot and I and I wanted to share um, how I became who I am. I do that through first shift. Yep, do that through first shift. All right, let's save everything that we have questions about right now. And let's transition into our subject on tonight. Our subject. Oh, wait, one more thing. One more thing. I'm giving out money. I'm giving out money tonight, I think. So let me say, this is what I'm doing. So 2200 let me let me roll that back. I got too excited. <laughs> $200 nightly cash app giveaway during our seven days of Inclex Tonight, though, we are blessing three students with $50 at the end of this class. So what I want you to do for me, I'm looking for people to give $50 to three students. Drop your cash app. If you're watching on Instagram, if you're watching on Facebook or if you're watching on YouTube and you have a cash app, put it in the comments and I will pick one of you, two of you, three of you to get $50 tonight. I love that. Like, I love it. I see the cash apps coming in. Cash app only for tonight. It's a thing. It's the holiday season and I love you guys showing up, being dedicated. Um, and so let's just bless blesses. I'm doing cash app only. That's just the way I've got it. So everything else. Uh, and, and look, if you don't have cash app next week, get it, have it, have it, because I'll be doing all of my cash, um, cash prizes through cash app. So that's what I'm doing tonight. All right. Let's get into our topic. Our topic is neuroleptic malignant syndrome. It is presented in quick facts. It is presented in the V2. So let's get into it. When we talk about neuroleptic malignant syndrome, get your get your notebooks out, please get your notebooks out. When you talk about neuroleptic malignant syndrome, there is so much that you can learn just from the name of something. You know, the name of a medical condition will really help you on your NCLEX exam. So neuroleptic neuroleptic is essentially the old fashioned term for antipsychotics. I don't know why antipsychotics, maybe it was taboo, but nobody wanted to say it in that way. So they just called it neuroleptics. But essentially, this is an antipsychotic malignant syndrome, meaning that a person has to be taking a what in order to have this condition? They have to be taking the antipsychotic. This is a psychiatric, a medical emergency. So you want to know about it. It's a rare neurological emergency associated with neuroleptic agents, common in young adults, common in young adults. And it can actually start after two weeks of taking the medication. So literally, it's where the medication builds up into the patient's system and they have this response to it. Okay, They have an emergency response to it. So we're diving a little bit deeper into neuroleptic neuroleptic malignant syndrome. Check this out. Now, the medications that are going to be attributed to this condition are going to be antipsychotics. And this is really interesting because you have haloperidol, phanazine, and these are like what first generation medications. Typically, we think, oh, the first generation medications are the worst, right? They, they do cause our patients to have more instances of tardive dyskinesia, things like that. But with neuroleptic malignant syndrome, you can even have this with the second generation as well. Any type of antipsychotic is going to cause a potential problem in your patient. So this would be typical or atypical, first generation or second generation. If you're in V2, again, we discussed the difference between typical versus atypical and first generation, second generation in the psychiatric concepts. And then we learn psychiatric medications. If you feel like this is too fast, it's probably because you need an orientation to that structure um, in your knowledge, in your wheelhouse, in your knowledge, okay? So let me go back to it. So again, this condition can be associated with first or second generation antipsychotics. So here's the list there. Um, Chloroprosamide, um, clozapine, risperidone, olanzapine. All right. Now, how about this as well? Antiemetics can also cause this condition. Well, we know promethazine is um, considered an antipsychotic as well, even though it's used for nausea, but metoclopramide is coming up. We have been seeing metoclopramide come up in a lot of our lectures lately. This is a little sneaky medication that can cause some serious side effects. Neuroleptic malignant syndrome is one of them. So shout out to the people who come to class consistently. We've been talking about metoclopramide a lot around here. Hey, what are the risk factors for developing neuroleptic malignant syndrome? Besides being on a higher dose of the offender medications, you also can see patients with psychiatric conditions in general be more susceptible to neuroleptic malignant syndromes. So clients with acute catatonia, extreme agitation. If a patient is on a lithium medication, they can also be more predisposed to um to neuroleptic malignant syndrome. Now, let me just do a quick review here. What do we give lithium for? What is the indication of lithium? Why would our patient be given lithium? What is the condition I told you? We're talking psychiatric here. We we moved into the psychiatric section. What do we give lithium for? Ah, very good. Lithium is used for bipolar disorder, bipolar disorder. Very good. And you want to know the difference between bipolar disorder uh, bipolar disorder with depression and mania and schizophrenia. Make sure you know those differences before taking your NCLEX exam. Very good. Withdrawal of anti-Parkinson's medication as well. These are considered risk factors. Now, the clinical manifestations, clinical manifestations of neuroleptic malignant syndrome are going to be things that we are going to be visualizing. So on a physical examination, and this is what you have to be mindful of because look at these clinical symptoms of neuroleptic malignant syndrome. Mental status change. Okay? Now, if you are if you are having a psychiatric assignment where you have four psych patients, And you are supposed to be monitoring them as a nurse and somebody has a mental status change. Is that enough to think neuroleptic malignant syndrome? What do you say? Is and this is what makes psych so challenging and why you have to be such a great nurse to work in the psychiatric field. You cannot just be. Any old body walking in the psychiatric units, anybody that goes into that field, I know for sure 100% they love being a nurse and they are called to that because the nuances of psychiatric conditions are so, so small sometimes that you will miss them. Mental status change. It's going to be hard to tell if somebody has a mental status change, right? And they already have a pre existing psychotic condition. So that's not enough. So what you have to look at is the compound clinical manifestations, mental status change with muscle rigidity. Now muscle rigidity is something that is going to alert you that the patient is not doing well, that the patient is having a reaction to their medication. Okay, neuroleptic malignant syndrome, is definitely going to present with muscle rigidity. And this is what makes neuroleptic malignant syndrome different from a tardive dyskinesia, right? You're not gonna have the muscle rigidity with tardive dyskinesia that you would with neuroleptic malignant syndrome. You see this, there's another condition that I talked about in V2 when I discuss patients who take SSRIs. What was that condition for people who have B2? What is the condition? And think about it. If you're taking an SSRI, you know what those letters stand for. You've been studying your psych medications. What is the condition that neuroleptic malignant syndrome can also be confused with? Yes, there it is. I saw it in the comments. Serotonin syndrome. Okay. Okay. Serotonin syndrome and neuroleptic malignant syndrome look very, very close, right? In the beginning, they're going to look very, very close because you're going to have a mental status change. You're going to have hyperthermia and then you might have some um, autonomic instability. Okay, You might have some of that with serotonin syndrome, too. However, serotonin syndrome does not have muscle rigidity. You're not going to see that. So this is a defining characteristic of neuroleptic malignant syndrome. It's easy to pick out on your NCLEX if you know that. Also, another thing that you're going to have with neuroleptic malignant syndrome that you won't have with a tardive dyskinesia or a, or serotonin syndrome as well is an elevated creatinine kinase. Okay, an elevated CK. Now, why would you have an elevated CK. Out of the four clinical manifestations of neuroleptic malignant syndrome, which one is related to elevated creatinine kinase? Is it the mental status change, the muscular rigidity, the hyperthermia, or the autonomic instability? Autonomic instability is just your blood pressure and your heart rate. They're usually gonna be elevated. So if I see an elevated CK, I know what is being damaged. This is how we apply labs to diseases, to medications. It's all a good mix for NCLEX. Yes, very good. You guys are thinking so well tonight. If you have an elevated CK, you know that there is muscle damage. You know that there's muscle damage happening in that patient. good. So that makes sense because we have extreme rigidity. Yes, it could be rhabdomyolysis, could be rhabdomyolysis, right? Um, and so we see that. We see that with neuroleptic malignant syndrome. Another thing that we'll see that is a non-specific uh, test that is different from a serotonin syndrome or a tardive dyskinesia is that neuroleptic malignant syndrome is also going to produce elevated White blood cell counts. It's just, it's non specific to neuroleptic malignant syndrome, but it is going to be there. Okay. It's going to be there. Tag your favorite nursing student. Y'all better share this video because this NCLEX review that I'm doing here is a small part of what you need to know. But if you can follow me here, you need to be in my program. That's all I'm saying. If you hear my voice and you understand what's happening with me in this information, I'm your teacher. I'm year one. So if we want to analyze, um, you know, when you're doing case studies and you get a case study that is a psychiatric, bin, big, what do they call it? They call them vignettes. They call them vignettes, right? Um, what do you look for? You have to understand the risk factors associated with neuroleptic malignant syndrome. Does the patient have those risk factors that I mentioned previously? What medications are the, patient taking do those medications line up with neuroleptic malignant syndrome what are the signs and symptoms do you understand now the signs and symptoms of neuroleptic malignant syndrome do you understand what the patient is going to present with Mm. is the creatinine kinase elevated if it is bam we know we we know what we're working with okay if it's not What other differential diagnosis should we consider? All right. So this is how you get through. This is how you know you've been studying for NCLEX. This is how you know that you can intelligently discuss something. You should be able to do this with neuroleptic malignant syndrome, acute pancreatitis, uh, diabetes mellitus, preeclampsia you should be able to have this conversation by yourself or with your teddy bear or with your husband or whoever is in the vicinity. This is how you know you're prepared. And you cannot get this type of understanding by just doing questions. You can't get it by just doing questions. All right. There is a different type of studying that is required to be able to understand this. And I'm going through the NCLEX review of it, okay? I'm giving you the high-level overview. If anything I have said you don't understand, it is your responsibility to make sure that you write it down and look it up. So if you don't understand why the creatinine kinase is elevated, you need to look it up. People are asking me, why is the white blood cell count high? Look it up. If you don't understand the connection between the white blood cell count and neuroleptic malignant syndrome, don't ask me, look it up. Because when you're taking your NCLEX exam and you might have a question about that, the last thing you wanna say is, Regina didn't tell me that. That's the last thing you wanna say. You wanna say, I had the opportunity to look it up. I know why the white blood cell count is elevated. I got it, okay? That's how you take accountability. That's how you go from being a uh, uh, okay nurse to a great nurse. That's how you do it. All right. So, treatment. How do we treat neuroleptic malignant syndrome? We stop the medication, right? So, we stop the medication. However, most of the time, it's going to be too late for that because this is a result of a buildup over time of this medication. So, yeah, we're going to stop the medication. However, we got to give something for this patient because they're having problems. So mm, lorazepam is going to help with the rigidity and the agitation. Dantrolene is going to help for the fever, also the muscle rigidity and the elevated creatinine kinase. Brahmatocritine. There we go. Brahmarytine is going to help for rigidity and agitation. These are going to be the medications for you, okay? To understand, just to understand the connection. A, you can also do electroconvulsive therapy. That's something that is uh, is commonly done in the psychiatric community supportive care for the following complications. And this is what makes, this is what puts the malignant in neuroleptic malignant syndrome. When you hear the term malignant, we know we're dealing with what kind of condition. Is this a, uh, is this an okay condition or is this a very serious condition? If something has a malignancy to it, right? If cancer becomes malignant, it means it's, it's like insidious, right? It means it can be deadly so the complications for this is um dehydration electrolyte imbalances all of these things are deadly okay i know we play around with dehydration and we don't think that it is real serious but i'm telling you you walk the streets of las vegas one night or you go down to florida in may or you go to california or texas or arizona Wherever y'all living in the South and on the West Coast, see, I'm I'm from Ohio in the Midwest. It's kind of cold right now, but you walk around Nevada, you get dehydrated. you fall out somewhere. It's happened to me. Dehydration will kill you, okay? Electrolyte imbalances, deadly. Acute renal failure, cardiac arrhythmias, myocardial infarction, DVTs, okay? thrombocytopenia, respiratory failure, seizures, hepatic failure, sepsis. These are all things that make this complications deadly. Neuroleptic malignant syndrome, very, very insidious. Okay. So our anticipated nursing actions I have here, NMS, neuroleptic malignant syndrome, Uh, Priority uh, for us to remember is the hemodynamic instability of our patient. We need to normalize that factor, normalize the temperature, the blood pressure, make sure there are no blood clots, no blood clots. M stands for maintaining cardiac and pulmonary circulatory status, maintaining uvolemic state, maintaining uvolemic state. What does that mean? What is uvolemic state? S is stopping the causative agents and starting medical therapy. Good notes. Good, good, good work, guys. We are getting it in tonight. We have some questions coming up. Here they go. Here they go. Here's the first question. We did the content. Let's see if you guys can tackle this question. A client taking haloperidol presents with elevated blood pressure, muscle spasms, fever, and appears to be anxious. What is the nurse's most appropriate action? Number one, reassure client that the symptoms are normal. Two, inform the healthcare provider. Three, assess the vital signs. Four, administer antihypertensive medication stat. Where are we going with this? We are going for... Uh, I'm looking for my safe nurses. Seven days of NCLEX is coming up next Tuesday. And y'all, we have got to do better, okay? We have got to be safe nurses. Patients are calling for the nurses to protect them in these hospitals, okay? So I just asked you guys a straight basic safety question. The correct answer is absolutely number two, I don't know what happened here. What what happened? What happened? What's going on? Let me read, let me go back. Let me go back and read this again. Y'all missed it. Let me go back and read this one. A client taking Haloperidol presents with elevated blood pressure, muscle spasms, fever, and appears to be anxious. What is the nurse's most appropriate action? Number one, reassure the client that the symptoms are normal. Symptoms are normal for haloperidol. Is it two, inform healthcare provider. Three, assess the vital signs. Four, administer antihypertensive medication stat. (laughs) We studied this. I'm so shocked. Oh my goodness. I'm so shocked to see so many people pick number three when the answer is number two you already have the assessment information that you need. This is how people fail the NCLEX because they are not able to recognize when when it's a medical emergency, okay? You already did the assessment. It tells you right there that the elevated blood pressure is present. What you gonna take the vital signs for? Patients having muscle spasms, fever, they're anxious, and they are on haloperidol. We're talking about neuroleptic malignant syndrome it's already been done, the assessment, we need to call the doctor, okay? It needs immediate medical attention. So this is how you go with your first mind, okay? But this is why I tell you guys, come to class, because you can sit down and study content and still make these kind of mistakes, make these kind of mistakes. So as long as you understand why the right answer is the right answer, we can keep going, okay? We can keep going. Let me try a different one. Question number two, In considering possible diagnosis of neuroleptic malignant syndrome, which of the following presentation is most significant? Okay, so you know what we're talking about. Number one, a client taking haloperidol reports dry mouth and increased urine output. Two, a client taking lisinopril presents with fever, rigidity, and disorientation. Three, a client taking elazapine develops rigidity, mental changes, and fever. Four, a client taking risperidone presents with headache and rigidity. We're talking about considering a possible diagnosis of neuroleptic malignant syndrome. Which of the following is most significant? I see a couple different answers on the screen. The correct answer is number... Three, the correct answer is number three. How'd you do with this one, okay? This patient, look, it has the trifecta. This patient has the trifecta. They're on a lazapine. They're having rigidity. We're talking about neuroleptic malignant syndrome. So we know I'm looking for that rigidity. They have the mental changes and they also have the fever. Did you get it? Woo, 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 (laughs) woo. Good, 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 good job, guys. Good job. I got a couple people with, Number one, some people saw haloperidol and they were so traumatized from the last question, they just put, I got to get this one. But actually, the report of the patient was um, dry mouth and urine output, which is normal for a patient taking um, haloperidol. Okay. The other patients as well, um, they don't have the trifecta. Number two has it, but the patient is on what? It's on lisinopril. So we're not doing. Neuroleptic malignant syndrome with the blood pressure medication. Okay, good job, everybody. Let's keep on going. Keep on going. Question number three is this. The nurse observes that the client who is on a neuroleptic medication develops anxiety, Parkinsonism, muscle rigidity and fever to manage neuroleptic malignant syndrome, which action should the nurse take first? Number one, monitor the vital signs. Two, provide cooling measures. Three, discontinue neuroleptic medication. Four, assess muscle rigidity. Here we go, y'all. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Hey, if it's your first time joining me here, every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern time, we do this. We call it Winning Wednesday. And we are doing a little bit of the v tube. That's what we're doing. We're doing a little bit of the program right now. So if you're feeling good about this, get into the full program. This will make it even better for you. I promise you, you'll understand a lot faster with that. Correct answer. A lot of people are picking number three and it is number three. You are safe nurses for this question. We got to stop the medication. Hold those neuroleptics. We also know the term neuroleptic just means antipsychotic. So discontinuing the medication. Okay. All right. So you guys did that one. Let's try another one, shall we? Here we go. Question number four. To combat muscle rigidity and client agitation, which of the following medications should the nurse expect to administer? Number one, protamine. <laughs> Two, bromocriptine. Three, lisinopril for magnesium sulfate which one is it which one is it i told you in the content review so this should be easy because i told you this already so if you were listening you were taking notes this is how you do well on these questions okay i see some people going with one way and i see some people going the other way correct answer is number two number two broma is the dopamine protagonist and it's used in the treatment of neuroleptic malignant syndrome. Okay. All the other ones we're not going to be using for this particular issue. All right. We rolling, we rolling, 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 rolling. Here is the question that is coming up next. Okay. This is the bonus question. Y'all know on Wednesdays, I just give y'all question number five. I don't make you work for it. On Mondays, you work for it. On Wednesdays, It's the the middle of the week, you showed up, so this is my gift to you. Question number five. Okay, it's a challenging one. Here we go. The client has been receiving medication for schizophrenia. The vital signs are temperature, 39.5 degrees Celsius, 103 Fahrenheit. The blood pressure, 160 over 95. Heart rate, 110. Respiratory rate, 26. The physical assessment reveals muscle rigidity alter consciousness and diaphoresis. What is the highest priority of care? Number one, administering antipyretics to manage fever and bed rest. Two, initiate immediate cooling measures and prepare for intubation. Three, initiate IV fluids to maintain hydration. Or four, administer a benzodiazepine to provide sedation and monitor the client. What are we going to do here? I'm letting silence soak into this atmosphere. While you guys are thinking, I just want to tell you God loves you. He's so happy with you right now. Even if you don't do anything else, God loves you, but he wants you to be your very best he wants you to continue to press into difficult things so that you can grow. All right. So the correct answer here, the safe answer is going to be number number two. It's another number two. Did you recognize this? Look at your patient. Okay. I'm going to go back to the options. Okay. Somebody needs to see this. I'm asking you here, and this is how you got tripped up on Monday, I believe it was. I'm asking you here: what is the highest priority of care? What's the highest thing? All right. Look, you have a patient. What's going on with them? Let me get away. Let me excuse myself. All right. You got a patient. They have vital signs. Look at the vital signs. 103. Okay. For not for my non-Celsius people. The temperature is 103. Blood pressure, 160 over 95. So kind of high, but not like, you know, is this high. The heart rate, 110. Is our patient in respiratory distress? Respiration rate, 26. Is our patient in respiratory distress? Absolutely. Absolutely, right? And then the assessment... Muscle rigidity, so we know neuroleptic malignant syndrome, but also the altered consciousness. Diaphoresis. Okay. What is my highest priority of care? Look at the options. Administering an antipyretic to manage the fever and bed rest. Mm, fever is fever is important because that temperature is high, 103. Okay, my patient's temperature keeps going higher and higher. What are they gonna to start to have? Well, what, what is the patient gonna have when their temperature is very high? It gets up to 104, okay? It gets up to 104, I'm gonna start seeing what in my patient? Anybody know? Seizures, yeah, the brain is gonna start cooking. Seizures, so the the temperature is important. But number two says initiate immediate cooling measures and prepare for intubation. Three says initiate IV fluids to maintain hydration. Way too many people pick number three. Number three is not a priority at this moment. The hydration of the patient is not a priority because the patient has an altered mental status they're in respiratory distress, okay? So if I put IV fluids on the patient, that's great. But that means that you're not gonna address the respiratory distress. And for NCLEX, that means that you cannot work in a hospital or a clinic or a rehab. You can't be on the floors with this mentality, okay? Okay can't be on the floor with this mentality. So this is why it's so important. It's so important for you just to keep doing the hard work because I know that you guys are all desiring to be great nurses, right? You're all desiring to be great nurses. But when you have a situation that you're unfamiliar with, it's easy to doubt yourself and it's easy for you to essentially be distracted by the distractor, okay? So are questions important? Yes, but what is more important is having a learning environment where you can continue to be safe, okay? And I think that's the challenge of people who are repeat test takers because you're removed from nursing school. You're removed from that classroom environment. So when you choose to come here, when you choose to come here, it's reestablishing that connection with you where you're able to be challenged, okay? We're able to be challenged. So I did say this, I did say this, did, did everybody get the right answer now? So are we all on the same page? The right answer was indeed number two. It was indeed number two, initiating the immediate cooling measures and preparing our patient for intubation. And this was really a simple one because if you just looked at the clinical presentation of your patient, you had everything you needed to answer this question. You literally, you had to choose to ignore your patient's respirations. You had to choose to ignore (laughs) the altered level of consciousness. And it's gonna be like that for next-gen NCLEX. You're gonna find it to be easier because they give you what you need to be successful in the question. You just have to be able to identify it. That's it, okay? So a lot of people who failed NCLEX in the past do so much better with it in with the next gen with the next gen all right so i had said this um and i don't know if i have the actual winners is somebody is somebody going to text me the winners tonight ah i do have the winners so i said tonight if you dropped your cash app i was going to give you 50 dollars, and i have those winners here those winners here are you ready for them so the first winner tonight on cash app and i did one from instagram one from Facebook and one from YouTube. So if you didn't win, just say congratulations to people who won and prepare to show up for next week where we'll be doing $200. So $50 to get you started. Um, IG winner is Stephanie Ramos, 2425. So I will be sending you your $50. Holla tonight. Uh, congratulations. Thank you for coming to class. You're a winner if you came to class. Congratulations, Stephanie. The second one from Facebook. Hi, Facebook. Hi, everybody watching on Facebook. Your winner tonight, Remar Nurse, Jennifer Ozuzu. Jennifer Ozuzu, are you here tonight? Hey, there you go. Congratulations to you. Thank you for coming to class. You getting paid. You getting $50 for coming to class tonight. This is a great feeling, actually. Just people showing up to class during the holidays. Okay, and YouTube, hi, YouTube. Our YouTube winner, I hope you are still watching, is Carolyn Goodaloo51. Hi, Carolyn Edwards. You are our Remar Nurse winner representing YouTube on tonight. So congratulations to everybody who came to class. But you know what? Everybody that didn't win, you all you had to do, listen, you're going to be a winner because you got knowledge tonight that is literally going to save lives and help you pass your NCLEX. And when you pass your NCLEX, guess how much you think $50 is a lot. Some of y'all will be making $50 an hour. Once you pass your NCLEX, literally $50 an hour as a registered nurse, I'm expecting to make that right. I'm expecting to make that anytime I show up in the hospital. So, guys understand the big picture the big picture is for you to get that nursing license okay nothing else is going to compare to it so if you have not if you have not signed up for seven days of NCLEX, sign up for it get your workbook out because we're starting next week next tuesday first class next tuesday is at 8 p.m are you going to be there for class we're going to get our first patient if you have not signed up it's not too late It's not too late. VmartNurse.com forward slash seven days. We'll be going over stuff in the V2. So this is the schedule. It's right here. I don't know if you can see it. The first class on Tuesday begins at 8 p.m. Wednesday, we have class 8 p.m. It's all Eastern Standard Time. Mm, What else? What else? Oh, uh, Thursday, we have a class 8 p.m. Friday is at noon. Saturday is night, Saturday night, 8 p.m. Um, Sunday is New Year's Eve day and that's going to be noon and then New Year's Day going to be noon two game nights that night too so you know we always do prizes for game nights during the seven days of NCLEX if you have okay if you have not signed up get in here the class will be on YouTube the class will be on Facebook the class will be on Instagram I believe too but It's not just about watching the class. It literally is about you participating because every night is an NCLEX review. It is an NCLEX review. If you want to purchase the first shift, uh, you can go to the website, remarners.com. I believe it's there. Okay. This is what you are printing out. Okay. And the reason why you need to have this is because this is the NCLEX review. This is what we're doing. We are doing a patient, just like if you were in a hospital, your patient's going to have medications, your patient's going to have vital signs and labs, and we will be doing that critical thinking. This is a perfect case study. So if you're taking the NCLEX, you need to be able to understand it. Okay? You need to be able to understand this stuff. You're going to be working. You're going to be responsible for somebody's health for eight hours, for 12 hours. So... You have to be proficient. If you did not do as well as you wanted to do tonight, that is an indication that you need a little bit more support. Okay. And you might be strong in so many other areas, but there's one area, maybe it's critical thinking, that you need more support in. So, seven days of NCLEX is that no excuse. It's that no excuse time. Uh, is the, um, would this interfere with me doing my V2 lesson plan? This is separate from V2. So if you're in V2 and you are, um, let me put it here. If you're in V2, I'm trying to figure out how you could work it out. If you're in V2 and you're doing like study session, like for example, you're doing study session number four or five and you have to do your work in V2 here, you would do that work and then you would come and you would do seven days of NCLEX. And it's gonna be very, very much so a different experience because you'll be using everything that you're learning and putting it, into the, um, putting it into the lessons. So it's different from V2. Now, if you are just like, hey, I'm focused on V2, I just wanna get through it, I'm with you. Cause all the stuff that I'm doing here is from the V2, is to give you like a sample of it but the questions are gonna be different. The presentations are gonna be different. We actually have patients that you will be, you know, triaging and things like that. So it's gonna be really fun. It's definitely great for simulations, okay? Um, Somebody said, if you're taking NCLEX soon, please show up for this class. (laughs) All right, I showed up for every class, took notes, I passed, I promise you will make it. Love that, thank you so much. Um, to, To subscribe for the free class, it's a free class, seven days. Go to remarnurse.com forward slash seven days, seven days, okay? So if even if you've been studying, if you haven't been studying, you're like, I just want to get back into it. This is a way for you to gradually get back into it, all right? So I hope to see you all there. I will be back on Monday's Christmas. Monday's Christmas. So I usually do Monday Motivations at noon. I've never done it on Christmas Day. I guess I'll just be out. It's Christmas Day. But hey, we'll just keep it saying we're, we're not going to switch up. We're not going to act brand new because a holiday come around. I will be here on Monday, Christmas Day with you guys for Monday motivation. Those who are serious about that nursing license will show up to class. We'll see. We will see. OK, guys. So um, happy holidays. Yes, you can get into the V2 right now. It's still on sale. <laughs> it's still on sale for those of you who don't have it. You know you need it gift yourself. Monday's Christmas. Give you the gift of passing the ink, like get into the V2 with me and you'll get first shift for just 10 cents. First shift for 10 cents. I'm so excited for next week. I have so much to do guys. So I'm going to hop off here. I will see you later. I'll be on Monday, my same time, same place, Monday at noon, Eastern standard time, Eastern standard time. And we'll, we'll do something special. I don't know. Maybe I'll give away $50 again every five minutes. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'll give away more than $50. Just show up for class. It's going to be a special day, guys. So I will see you. Thank you so much for watching. I will see you guys later. Bye-bye.